Go, baby, well, go. it's almost the new year. It's hard to believe it's right upon us. And this week on the Taproot Root Cause Analysis podcast, where we come to you each episode with insight and ideas to help you with your improvement program, we are going to talk about the top five resolutions for your new year to improve your program. And we have Mark Paradise and Alex Paradise here, and we're all in festive mood. We're, we're looking forward to a very wonderful 2024. Can I take off the silly hat now? Let's take them off. <laughs> what? I'm going to leave mine on. All right. How else are they going to know how festive we are? They're going to because, well, we have classes. So there we go. <laughs> Alex. You have come up with an amazing list of resolutions. Um, so first of all, I want to talk a little bit about why it's important um, to make resolutions. And it's because it gives you a little foresight into what you're expecting in the new year. You want to prepare for these by reviewing what happened in the last year and, and recognizing your successes. So everybody starts out in a very positive frame of mind in regards to setting new goals. And Alex took a very fun turn on this by taking normal New Year's resolutions by uh, non-working people, just everyday people. Personal ones. Personal, personal ones. ones. That's a good way to put it. And you, you put a twist on it for us. Yeah. So when, when I thought about New Year's resolutions, you kind of think of the standard set because there's kind of, we all do the same New Year's resolutions, just like companies all have the same goals, right? They all set yes. those same the same similar goals every time. And I think we recognize that people may not always achieve all of their resolutions, but having some of these goals I think is important. So like, what's the first New Year's resolution you think of? What's the standard one almost everybody says? What do you think? I wanna lose weight. Everybody wants to lose <laughs> weight, exercise more. Uh, I can't remember what the statistic is, but I think gym memberships jump up like... Oh, it's tremendous. Like 90%. I know at least at, at the Maya gym, when, when the first of the year comes, it's like suddenly it gets You can't full. get to a machine. Yeah. I will say mine's changed from losing weight the older I get to just being healthier, feeling good. So when we think about... If I was going to go back to that, it's years of failure that, <laughs> that tends to make you not make those resolutions anymore. So we advance, we, we grow. When we think about companies, you know, losing weight or or getting healthy and exercising more, well, what could we do as a company to to, to get there? Well, I thought of two things. One would be if we want to exercise more, when it comes to your improvement program, that means investigating more. Now that doesn't mean having more accidents. We're not we're not saying we're gonna have more accidents for us to investigate. So if we're trying to be proactive and we're trying to exercise more, we need to exercise those skills on something proactive. Mm -hmm. We want to look at things like precursor incidents. We want to then, you know, start focusing our people on the proactive measures that we can do to reduce incidents, reduce accidents, reduce risk. Reduce weight. <laughs> <laughs> reduce weight, because because that those accidents having those you know that that high recordable rate, for example. Uh, is something we don't want as a company. And so by being proactive, just like with exercise, if we're being proactive with our investigations, that's going to help us. The, the second resolution, what's another common resolution you might think of? I want to learn something new. I want to learn something new. Now, I missed a piano this year. 
<laughs> obviously, obviously with Taproot, everybody wants to, to come learn Taproot. Uh, I thought of, of when we think of, of learning a new skill, learning a new hobby, for most people maybe watching this or people that know Taproot, they may know the, the basics, the fundamentals of Taproot, snap charts, causal factors. But some of those advanced techniques that we've put out there, some of those advanced topics that we've covered from either our five-day course uh, for advanced team leader training or some of our you know, unique summit sessions and summit pre-summit courses that we offer, from stopping human error to interviewing and evidence collection, there's a lot of new things that people can continue to develop their skills on. Um, I think Taproot is a skill that you get over time, not just from practicing with investigations, but finding out new things to incorporate in those, like Equifactor Equipment Troubleshooting, or um, like I said, with the Stop a Human Error course that we do. Um, all of those things give you additional tools to help you analyze problems and improve your, your company's, basically, results. Learning how to grade your investigations. Yeah, that's, that's, that's on the list. Yeah. So there's a lot of new things that we always are putting out that help people, but also there's things that you can grow in your skills from in an interpersonal level, um, and, and those are always things we want to look for that are going to help our company improve. I was just um, writing an article about grading investigations, and I went back to look at the history. I thought it was in the 2000s that we developed it. It was in the late 1990s that we developed the first grading system for investigations. Oh, wow. And I, and I thought, oh, my goodness, that's a long time ago. <laughs> And, and there's still people who don't know that it's that it's part of the Taproot system and built into the software. So watch for that article, and, and you can add that to your list of things to improve next That's year. That's so important. So on there, we've got losing weight. We've got learning things that are new. What might be another? How about how about how about the I want to spend quality time with my spouse or my family or friends or something like that. So when I think spending time with my family from a company standpoint, now not going into work-life balance because we think that's probably important, but maybe that's not necessarily in your improvement program is writing something around work-life balance. But what I do think about is getting people back home to their families. And that is... You can't spend quality time if you're in the hospital. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And, and I always remember kind of one of, you know, my internal safety objectives was always I wanted my people to go back home the way they came in, um, or at least better than when they came in, because sometimes we go into work a little bit, not there. But uh, I think we want people to go home as they came in. We want them to make sure that we're keeping our people, you know, not just physically safe, because I think that's really important, but emotionally safe too because there's a lot of different areas where you know treating people with dignity and respect can help you know identify some of those you know not emotional problems but psychological safety yes. issues and other things like that and so I think as a company that's that's an objective that we can have is looking at how we can improve both the physical safety and you know, emotional and psychological safety in our organization. And you can expand it on out to whatever product you're developing, that it doesn't go out and harm someone to take them away from their families as well. Yeah, so there's a lot of things that we can kind of keep as a mantra as we go forward as companies. Now, four on the list. Oh, I got one. 
How about I want to go to exotic locations? I want to have a vacation. <laughs> I want to have. I want. To, I want to go to someplace like Houston. No. Would, <laughs> okay, that would be on the list. But yeah, yeah. Taproot's not coming to Bora Bora next year. We're not. We're not holding a cruise ship. Uh, five big horse. I think that'd be a great idea. I. You know. I will. Summit. I will do. I will do the cruise ship course. I would teach that one. <laughs> Um, I don't know how many people will stay in our room when there's all those activities happening. But well, you, you have know. to. You have to. <laughs> the course is so good that nobody would skip out to uh, go drink at the bar. So, so that is true. So, traveling more might be one uh, of traveling. People, that's good. People, people say. like to travel for New Year's. They want to travel more. Um, there's a lot of really great courses you can come see. Some are in. You know, more kind of, we'll say, touristy resort places like Gatlinburg, Orlando, Vegas. Like Tahoe. Like Tahoe. Yeah. There's those kind of places. Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Um, Dubai. Dubai, yes. So there's there's more like travel destination bucket list ones. Uh, but there's also kind of, you know, good cities to visit. I, I always enjoy going to, to teach the New Orleans course or the Houston or San Antonio. San Antonio. San Antonio. Um, Some people like time. Austin's a nice place. Denver. Um, Denver, I, I really enjoy Denver courses. So, you know, there's a lot of, you know, great places that you can go and visit and attend taproot training. And if you're wanting to do that time with your family part as well, bringing spouses to things like the summit or um, training has it's very common. Uh, well, I you're remember, making this really go together, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just saying. I, I, I remember last year, um, one of the people, they won the early bird prize at the summit. His wife was actually there with him, and she took away, it was uh, I, I, um, Apple headphones, those fancy Apple headphones, not the, not the ear pods, but the over-ear ones. And he was like, well, my wife has an iPhone, so she'll get these. <laughs> and, and we met her at the reception, and she was like, yeah, this has been a great summit so far. <laughs> we had so many uh, family members at this last summit. It was so great meeting them. Just absolutely love meeting them. So it's, there's always going to be good So where's the travel location for this upcoming summit? Uh, this one's going to be in Horseshoe Bay uh, at the basically end of April, start, start of May, outside of Austin, Texas. 29th of April through the 3rd of May. Yeah, fantastic place to travel. Good place to bring family Beautiful and kids. Beautiful place. Um, so great place to play golf. If you, if you're wanting to travel, I don't know if they have any golf uh, New Year's resolutions. <laughs> I didn't, or not. I didn't it put it on my list. That's that's true. Yes, it could new fit skill into or that. Um, so so traveling is great with Taproot. Then I had save. Uh, the last thing I have on there is save money, spend less. That's usually really up there high, like under. Or make weight. more. <laughs> make more money would be some and others. And again, when we think improvement, what do we need to be doing? Well, our ultimate goal at the end of the day is is saving lives and reducing costs from a safety perspective. But when we think of, you know, incident investigation, it doesn't just have to be safety incidents. Quality and operations are critical to your company. They're what actually makes the company money. And if you're applying these techniques, if you're applying what you've learned in classes um, and at the summit and other places to your quality, to your production, to your operational objectives, you're going to be able to make a dent in the bottom line of the company. And I think that's a really important thing from an improvement program 
to actually move the metric, move the I needle. don't think you want to make a dent in your bottom line. You want to improve <laughs> well, your bottom line. I say making a dent as a change, as an improvement. Okay. Okay. You can actually make something that is noticeably better. Improved. Reducing gotcha. that downtime, all kinds of things like that to save money for yep. your company. And so if you want to save money doing RCA on quality and production incidents or near misses is I think a really good way to be proactive. And, and improve your company. So those are my five. You kind of intermingled those very well. <laughs> <laughs> they all kind of relate to one another. Well, it's everybody's way. New Year's resolution is they want to be yeah. better, right? Well, I don't, I don't like New Year's resolutions. And, <laughs> and the main reason I don't like them, well, two, number one is most people fail at their New Year's resolution, and failing doesn't seem very like a good idea. Number And the reason they fail is because they don't really make a plan as to how they're going to accomplish that New Year's mm. resolution, especially a practical plan that could work. Um, when, you're, when your New Year's resolution is made where you might have had a few too many beers and you're out partying, that probably is not going to be a successful plan to improve. And, and to take that one other way, I'd say, well, I want people to make a plan and it really isn't a New Year's resolution, it's this year's goals. Mm -hmm. And everybody probably has goals and they're probably focused on the job they have. If you're a safety manager, you probably have safety improvement goals. And we can get into whole arguments as to how you measure safety and what kind of goals you ought to be having and how you achieve those goals, but that's just safety. And then you mention quality. Well, the quality manager probably has a different set of goals that are specific to quality. And you could have the equipment reliability engineer or the maintenance manager, and they probably have a, a maintenance improvement or an equipment reliability improvement plan for that year. And, and they all probably have the same lament, and that is, I don't get enough support from senior management to accomplish these goals. And, and I, I really, at last year's summit, had an epiphany of why. And that is because they don't take their safety-specific, equipment reliability-specific, or quality-specific goals and show how that's helping the overall corporate goals. So you in your ma making money or dent in the bottom line thing, mm -hmm. I, I don't think most safety people have the statistics to show they're making a dent in the bottom line. They don't have this is how my plan fits into this overall plan, and and it's not only gonna you know maybe they're they'll have a zero fatalities with mm -hmm. let's hope um, goal, and and they don't show how that affects other things and how that's affecting um, the bottom line of the company or regulatory performance or whatever it is that they're trying to achieve that's part of that overall corporate goal, and so. I really don't like having goals without plans and plans that are integrated with what the corporate's vision, I hate vision, but vision or um, plans are for the overall corporation. And you ought to be able to show how my piece fits in the overall plan and, and you ought to be working on how your piece can make a dent in the bottom line. Yeah. And and that's what I think really needs to happen to make plans fit with other plans, fit with the overall corporate objectives. And 
and I don't think people do that very much. I, I maybe I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Maybe everybody knows how the CEO looks at the work you're doing and how that fits into the overall objectives. And it isn't just a it isn't just a oh we want everybody to return home safe this year. That isn't that isn't your goal because if you, that is your goal, well how are you going to do that? What's your plan? Right. How are you going to make that happen? How are you going to get better than you were last year? How are you going to have no serious injuries or fatalities? How are you going to do these things? And then how does that impact the whole company when you do that? And so I think I'm happy. What would your advice these, be? These New Year's resolution <laughs> kind of things and wearing the funny hats and <laughs> blowing the things are all great for a party on the 31st of December. But the whole rest of that next year, you've got to have something you're working to and a plan to get there. So let's let's take a look at some of these resolutions. Oh, by the way, hold on a second. Yep. By the way, that's what our Thursday talk, um, keynote address is about Thursday morning at the summit, is how to do that. So let's oh, let's talk through one of these. And, and I think the, the easiest one is if we relate kind of three of these together, which is... You know, you kind of said the the zero incidents, right? If we want to have or zero well, zero fatalities, we said zero, zero fatalities. Zero fatalities right? are very. You don't you don't miscount fatalities yep. usually. Yep. So you so we have an objective. Now that's a safety objective. It's really an operational objective too, right? Nobody it better be. Nobody wants to have a fatality in the company. So when we want to tie that, what are we tying into when it comes from a corporate mission standpoint what are we tying into with a corporate mission when we're talking about well that it depends on it if you have the if your leadership is interested in not killing anybody to produce whatever you produce then they'd probably have safety goals or objectives as part of the overall goals of the company but that would just be one piece of it if you know a fatality it may just be an individual gets injured or dies and that has certain costs attributed to it, and those costs then affect your profits or your losses. And but that's not all. If it's a major process safety incident, and you have an explosion or a fire, and you take that whole unit or the whole plant down, that's a huge impact on the bottom line. And so the safety goals are not only personal, mm-hmm. but they're all, but they're really beyond that, and they go to um, they really should fit together with your operational excellence plans, with your equipment reliability plans, with your quality plans, and they all can be tied together and all be working toward accomplishing the mission of the company, whatever that is. So, so taking an example, if I'm a uh, safety, probably at, if we're talking corporate mission level objectives, you're VP, you're director, you've got you've got a title in there for, for if you're talking to that upper level of leadership on a regular basis. It could be, but it also could be um, a safety manager at a plant, or it also could be a safety engineer. Yep. They all could have goals that add up to this overall goal. So, so let's walk back from there. One of the things you would want to have is both looking at what are you doing from a, a historic, so you want to have, okay, I don't want to just show my incident rate. If I want to tie this to well, you got to have your argument first over whether incident rate is a good measure. Well, whatever rate, whatever rate you measure, right? We whatever measure, you're measuring, we're going to measure something, but we want to tie that to something that leadership also affects their clearly affects their goal, 
and and they might have that on there as the incident rate or something on their objectives. But you also might have something like, um, if I have incidents, well, what is the true cost of that incident? And you ought to be able to trend that over the years. You should. You should be able to trend that true cost. And, and that's a way of putting dollars to and, safety. And an agreed about way to do that. So you're going to have to get the good old bean counters involved so that they say, yes, that is the cost of that. And so by having something like that, a real metric that can say, here is the impact of what we're doing in dollar amounts, which is what most people, at least they can understand, you know, a lot easier. That's a way of communicating what what's the history. Now, re, that dollar amount does not give you proactive. Mm -hmm. It's a very reactive measure. And there could be years where something unforeseen happened and your number was higher, even though all the programs you put in place were actually lowering the number over the previous years. So again, trending is important. That's why we have a trending course mm -hmm. and, and those other things, because we know that understanding trends is important with this. So having good reactive measure for this is important for a leadership level, but also then looking at how your proactive um, measures apply it. And this is where kind of the day-to-day -day safety people the, the operations people can kind of say, okay, well, what are we doing um, that's building in that, 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 that capacity, that, that improvement? Mm -hmm. What are we doing as a company that's putting in place these safeguards, maintaining these safeguards, and proactively evaluating them? I, I think you're getting to a really important point, and that is you have to understand how your processes work that produce the goals that you want to achieve. Um, for example, when you talk safety, most people think of industrial safety or people getting hurt, but you also have, if you've got hazardous chemicals or something else, you've got process safety to worry about. And you also have, um, if you've got people driving company vehicles, you've got driving safety to worry about. So you really have more than one safety program, which are really independent of each other, and each one of those is adding to your goals in a different way. So it's just like that exercise example, mm -hmm. right? You know, we go to the gym, we go on walks, we do our exercise on a daily, and it's the routine stuff. It's not the fun, not the exciting. Mm -hmm. It's brushing your teeth, right? It's, it's not the most exciting thing. We don't have fun, but we have to do those. I don't think you had a brushing your teeth. I, I, didn't, I didn't. It's the general health. Though. Okay. So the general health the general one. General That's health. It. It's your general health. So the idea is that you're going to have some metrics. You're going to have some measures that are, you know, related to the routine things that you do to maintain your system. So I think sometimes people put all of their objectives in the the, we'll say the flashy stuff, the cool new thing, the new thing we're doing this year, right? The new hotness. Well, I'd yes. say they put it in programs rather than results. Yeah. We accomplished this new program. Well, so what? What kind of results did that produce? Yeah, you did a, I don't know, pick pick a, a new... The new thing. You did a new you thing. Did, <laughs> you did hop. You did behavior-based safety. You did whatever it is. You did lean. You did whatever it, it was. Six Sigma. You did the new thing, okay, now, what did it do to improve performance? Now, the Six Sigma guys are really good at putting measures in place so they can mm -hmm. come up with the dollar value they produced. Yeah. But others of these programs aren't very good at coming up with the dollars or the injuries or the whatever your measure is of your performance. And 
I think that's a very important part of developing your improvement program is developing your measures, getting agreement with senior managers on your measures, and showing how what you're doing is going to impact the overall corporate objectives. Yeah. So again, it's tying that line back to dollars, to some value, to whatever you're measuring. Well, I think it's, it's interesting. If you asked how many safety people read the annual corporate um, objectives, mm -hmm. you know, the thing they put out the shareholders, mm -hmm. every year they got to put it out. And you can probably go back and get online and get the last 10 years worth. They're probably out there to download. And has anybody read those? Has anybody said, oh, here's my piece of what I do, but I also affect this and this and this. And I want to be able to show at least my boss or maybe my boss's boss or maybe the the VP who we work for or the corporate board in some cases, how we're meeting our goals and how that's helping achieve those goals. That's a great talking point when we're doing those briefings or the executive leadership um, training that's done. Cause I don't, we don't always get into that conversation, but it sure is important yep. so that then they know how to do that plan. If you want about. senior management support, if you don't want to be the person yeah. complaining about, oh, I don't have any support from my managers. Oh, they've cut my budget. Then you better show why your budget's important. You better show why doing the things you're doing are helping them achieve what they have to do. And that includes if, if you have a bad year and they say, we've got to cut costs, you ought to be able to show, well, this is how my programs are helping you cut mm -hmm. costs. And you can't eliminate these programs because if you do, costs are going to go right. up. And, it, and I think that there's an important point with this, too, because, you know, we're talking about the analytical side of yes. this very much. Here's the numbers. you got to give them the facts. But I think something else that we have to think about when it comes to we'll say safety communication, but really improvement program communications mm -hmm. of any kind, is how do you tell the story? Mm -hmm. How do you communicate the emotions and tap into that as well? Because you don't want to just say, hey, look at these metrics of the things that we did. That's great. But if you can tie it into the emotions behind a story where you can have, hey, we have this near miss with Jeff here mm -hmm. and um, because we identified these things and we had put pl things in place, Jeff didn't lose his arm. Oh no, you didn't have a near miss. You had a precursor incident. We had a precursor incident. <laughs> we had we had something that could have gone severely wrong, and Jeff here he tells his story, and and he could have died. And and by impacting and putting emotion in on that, your your commitment to those programs is increased as well. And I think that's often where. Um, Safety people, it, it's hard because they have to be both data scientists mm -hmm. and English majors at the same time. They've got to both be able to tell a good story mm -hmm. and provide the facts and data. And those skill sets are something that's difficult to come by. Um, you might be one, you might not be the other. And so, again, looking for those opportunities of how do you communicate? Is it, you know, is this a thing we're communicating the dollar amounts, the facts, the figures? Or is this something that we're attacking and also communicating the emotional impact and, and those things? And I think both are needed in order to have a program be successful in the long run because you obviously have to have the results, mm -hmm. but being able to communicate those results that is impactful on not just the financial and, and incentivized level, but also on the emotional level because we, 
you know, everyone needs to have the story yes. that they're the hero, right? We all need that story. Senior leadership, maybe most of all, they want to feel like what they're doing and the impact they're having on the business is a positive one. So if you can help them sell that story, they will line up behind you to support you. I see on LinkedIn all the time now where they're putting the faces of the family members up as people walk into work. Um, There's hardly a stronger type of um, message uh, as something like that. Every time I see that, you know, it makes you think you're getting that family member back home to to their kids, to their, and just putting the faces. It's, it's, It's very impactful. Yeah, and so all of those types of things, the, the thing we have to ma- ma- remember with this as well is any of these emotional appeals are going to mm-hmm. be fleeting too. So the first day you see those family members yeah. impact, the third day, less so. The hundredth day, yeah. well, if it's the same five people, you're going to wonder if they're a stock photo. You know, so, <laughs> you know, it, it, it just, again, that's, a, that's why there's always a balance. I, I, would encourage companies not just to rely on one side or the other. Mm-hmm. I see a lot of companies can be good about the emotional mm-hmm. um, impact of things, but they don't do the measures side of it. Or they do the measure side of it and they get great results, mm-hmm. but they never communicated it well. And so a couple of years down the road, this guy gets promoted, this new person comes in, they don't really know the impact of what you've been doing has had on the organization. What have you done for me lately? Yes. yes. It's, I, it was all great five years ago when you dropped it from this to this, but now you've been at this for five years, and suddenly there's a new person with a new objective, and they want to get it down more. Or they don't. They think it's problem solved. You don't have to do anything anymore. Cut your budget. Oh yeah, there you go. You and 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 that brings up. Oh, you don't gosh, need any more training. I can't. Rem- <laughs> I can't remember the exact Admiral Rickover quote. I've got it somewhere, but I don't have it with me. And that is. Once you make an improvement happen, you can't just rest on your laurels because it'll start going mm-hmm. back to what it was before unless you have continuous effort to keep that level and even try to continuously improve to the next level above it. So that, so my this year's plan, if I achieve it 100%, I can't just quit at the end of the year and think it'll go on where it is. I have to come up with even more ideas, even better ideas, to make it even better, or it'll start going down, and we'll have, we'll return to the behaviors, we'll return mm-hmm. to the programs, we'll return to the things that weren't working that we just improved from. That's why the summit's attendance is so important, because that is where you get inspiration and you learn from so many different industries and so many different people and their experiences. You know, that, that's that motivation each year to get back and not only motivation, passion. Not only motivation, and you're right, passion, but also great ideas you pick yes. up from other people. They're fantastic and things you would have never thought of before because it's hard to come up with something new all the time. Yeah. Uh, no matter how many blog articles you've read or videos you watch or anything like that. But, but when you've got a couple hundred industry leaders yes. pumping out new ideas, you're going to find some ideas you haven't had that are like, oh, I wish I thought of that, but well... I now have, well, and I can go do them. And you know it's effective because those people can't wait to come back the next time. <laughs> well, <laughs> so they and you, leave so excited. And maybe most importantly of all, you've got a connection who's done it before, yes. too. And so not only do you have the new idea, but you have a connection with a person who 
has worked on a similar thing and can give you advice and feedback and, and best practice. So you might even do it better than they did because you start off with more knowledge than what they started off and with. And then you get to come and speak at the next summit. <laughs> there we go. Luckily, everybody's very happy to do that. Exactly. We are so blessed with great clients that are willing to share their experience and their knowledge. So, Guys, I think this is some amazing resolutions, whether you like resolutions or not. <laughs> not I don't like resolutions. I like having improvement Your plans point is and goals. Well taken. We now have it's plans excellent. behind our yes, resolutions. It's, it's if you excellent. don't have a plan, you're probably going to be one of the people who fail. This is true. Um, and it's, and like you said, track track your progress and, and double check it. You know, set calendar reminders. Let's sit and review what where we're going to You know, if, if your do. goal was to exercise more, let's just, that was mm-hmm. the first one, wasn't it? Mm-hmm. And if your goal is to exercise more, you ought to have, I'm going to go five days a week. I'm going to go at four o'clock. Mm-hmm. I'm going to record what I go. I'm going to record what I do. I'm going to make an Excel spreadsheet for this and put a graph on there so I can see if I'm meeting my goals. And, you know, some days I'm going to fail, so some days I have to do even better than what my goal was to, to average out of what my goal is. You can, you can make a plan. And then if you need, you know, you need motivation, well, maybe you make an agreement with, hey, I'm going to go with Alex. Alex, we're going to meet every day at 4 o'clock mm-hmm. over there at the gym. And, yeah, and, if, and if Alex isn't there, I'm going to be on the cell phone and say, hey, Alex, I'm over here. Where are you? And, oh, well, I got busy today. No, you got to get over here because you make a commitment to be here every day. You're going to start playing David Goggins' uh, speeches at yourself. David Goggins? Who's, you know, who's going to carry the boats? Okay, I don't you know. Got, you're going to have to look him up. It can uh, be a very simple thing. I mean, it's like, like I said, calendar reminder to, to double check yourself. I mean, it's like when my little phone, my, my watch tells me I'm a hundred steps away from my goal for that. I go walk around the house. I mean, you know, that in front of my eyes, those goals, um, they make a difference. You've got a partner to help you get there. Yeah, Bob sits in his chair and sits there and goes, Says, go. Let's go. Round the chair here. Run. <laughs> and he'll watch me. And he'll, by, exactly. by the way, for those... It wasn't part of his goal, so it wasn't. For, for those watching, put your favorite David Goggins quote in the, in the comments section on this one. There you go. That's, it's a good way to get you motivated. If you want to be motivated, you watch a David Goggins video. Uh, okay, I don't have a clue who David Goggins, 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 Goggins is. All right. I don't have a clue That's who that is, but I, yeah, I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think, if I haven't even heard of him, I don't think he's going to motivate if you ha- it's, it's a sh- You've heard of David Goggins. You I just may not, not recognize his name. You've definitely heard of How him. How can I not recognize his name? <laughs> it's Goggins. Well, you know him now. You'll, you'll recognize him. And if all you right. all don't know him, you're going to know him now as well. <laughs> Well, guys, thank you. This has been. Are we going to put a link to David Goggins in here? No, no. <laughs> I don't think we have to. I think all right, it's all right. Be we'll just we'll just end this talk out at this point. Exactly. So everybody out there, you know, we want to help you make those plans um, for your new year. So a great thing to do is um, what we will try to reach out to you if we haven't reached out to you yet. Um, reach out to us, contact us at info at taproot.com or your your normal contact here um, at System Improvement. Just call 865-539-2139. We are going to have to get a jingle. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are just going to have to do that. But we will help you work on that plan. Uh, we want to and create that roadmap and then... 
we create like it's almost a living document to help you track and get back with you in another six months and see where you're at and then we can help you reach those goals that you want um, for your company that are in line with what your leadership is. If your leadership needs to understand what you're doing, we're happy to talk to them as well. Um, so just reach out to us. We'll put all of our contact information below. Mark and Alex, thank you. I'm like so pumped. I'm putting my tiara back on. It's time, it's time, for, yeah, it's time for a exactly. new year. We wish everybody a very happy new year, and we look forward to you joining us on these podcasts um, throughout 2024 and beyond. Thank you for joining us. Bye. Bye.